Uh, welcome to now episode 32 of the Money Talks, and we've got a very interesting entrepreneur today. He's uh, he is coming up. You know, he, he's somebody who will definitely fill up fill up your soul, and he'll also fill up your belly. Uh, he's somebody who's been in been in the food space, I think, for more, over two decades now, and uh, has not only uh, delivered worked in different parts, but has also seen the ups and downs of the of, of what COVID can do to your business. And how do you come back from something like that? So, without further ado, I'm going to call you know um, serial entrepreneur and and also a upcoming angel investor, Pavan, to the show. Hi, Pavan. How are you? I am good, and it's so nice to be here. And the intro was actually fabulous. <laughs> Loved it. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much, Pavan. I think I think we have we have met about two years ago. I think we met through Anand. Uh, I remember, yes. and it was uh, it was a meeting at, at at one of my favorite hotels in Delhi, Aloft, right? And we we shared a couple yeah. of beers. Very interesting story. I think you were just sort of sort of getting with started with Hoy Foods at the time, uh, but I remember like the, the experience you had, and simply because you know the you got to see hotels from a very different angle than than what everybody else got to see, or not just hotel, but maybe the Horeca segment as a whole from a very different angle than what others others got to see, and I think that was. Uh, definitely very interesting. So, without further ado, would like would like to get started with our conversation. Uh, you know, you obviously out and out Delhi boy. You know, uh, uh, graduate uh, started out at Saint Xavier's in Delhi, and then ISB after that, and, and got into the family business. What was it like to be a? And I believe the family obviously has a pretty sizable business, but you branched out. So, what was it like to be part of that whole ecosystem, uh, starting out? Yeah. Yeah, so after school, actually, I went to IIT and then went to IIM Lucknow, not to ISB. Uh, so the typical B.Tech, MBA kind of a <laughs> route I took. Um, yeah, so after, uh, actually, while while I was finishing my B.Tech in the fourth year itself, I had started uh, taking interest in the family business, uh, which is which which is basically about setting up commercial kitchens. Uh, so at that time, uh, uh, the you know liberalization had starts just started, and new technology was just about coming into the country. And uh, I, uh, when I joined the business in '95 after my MBA, uh, you know the the story is that uh, the day I finished the final exam, the next day I was a welder in the factory. I spent about uh, six months welding in the factory, and this picture, actually, what you see is after that. Once I graduated as a good welder, I was uh, made part of the, uh, you know, the management team in the company, and uh, there was a ceremony for that. And this picture comes from that. This is my father with me, and uh, so we uh, basically uh, my role was at that time to work a lot with the qsrs uh, basically quick service restaurants and they were just about to come in the country uh, started off with pizza hut and then mcdonald's kfc domino's uh, all these uh, then pizza corner and many other brands then came in later on uh, i spent a lot of time working with these uh, chains uh, putting together uh, all the technology that they needed. Um, at, you know, this is mid 90s when cold chain actually did not exist in India. Mm. So I spent a uh, lot of time learning from them, uh, from the international, uh, you know, counterparts of these companies, and then uh, implementing all the, all of those things in India. 
so starting with the supply chain the warehousing the uh, you know the logistics and the cold, uh, cold storages and also the final regeneration and how the technology was used to uh, put things together uh, you know i i, I was the I don't know if you've seen these uh, big conveyor ovens which are used for making pizzas and dominoes and pizza huts. Uh, till about year 2000, I was the only trained engineer in India who could install those ovens. So I installed more than 100 such ovens personally. Wow. Uh, so it was it was a great experience, uh, you know, learning so many different things. Uh, mostly about engineering, mostly about uh, you know the cooking technology, <laughs> yeah. But so most of that the time, was... the very interesting point you brought on uh, about your father asking you to work as a welder after you finish your MBA uh, for six months. You know, many many uh, people in the audience actually are first time founders and and uh, may not really understand the impact of actually starting right at the bottom and getting to the you know and then growing from there maybe you could just explain why was that important for you to start off as a welder even though you were the owner's son well i think uh, you know so for every business for everything that you you do uh, you have to start at the grassroots you know so uh, because you know we've heard these cliches that the uh, devil is in the details etc so mm. unless you get into the whole picture unless you know exactly what's going on at the ground level uh, you know what are you going to lay foundation on so uh, where are you going to grow from because uh, you know if the if the product that i'm making i do not understand how it is made and how i can uh, you know uh, make it look better make it feel better uh, perform better i cannot actually service my customer so first True. i have to understand the product the processes and not not only that you know the uh, the people at the shop floor uh, are the people who uh, have to understand the philosophy of the company. So first, I have to understand how to communicate with them as well. So I think all those things are very, very important. Uh, I learned a lot. Uh, you know, all those people I worked with at that time, the shop floor workers, the supervisors, uh, you know, I could talk to them as if they were, they were my friends, uh, you know, even, even like, you know, 15, 20 years after uh i started working i think all those things matter a lot when you're building a business and, and do, you, do you bring some of that back to your to your businesses today because you you obviously got more than one business that you're managing uh how, is it does that do you bring some of that when you're when you're looking at choosing management uh people for your for your uh different ventures today yeah see uh uh obviously i'm focusing on one business at a time uh but mm. you know when when you're hiring a team, then you're obviously hiring people with some kind of specialization. Mm -hmm. uh, some things which you don't want to do yourself, you cannot do yourself, uh, and things like those. Um, so there are different kinds of roles that you're looking for. But you know, every business that I have started, uh, uh, you know, during during this whole last 25 years, uh, I have basically started all of them in the same way. Uh, have spent a lot of time uh, understanding uh, the the grassroots of the industry, uh, how the pe how people uh, are at the you know at the shop floor level, all or, or at the uh, you know market level. Let's say uh, when I started, uh, 
superfood business which was actually started off as an investment uh, i used to spend a lot of time in the market i actually spent almost one year uh, going to supermarkets uh, and placing the product myself doing the merchandising uh, talking to customers uh, and uh, you know what gave me the biggest thrill was when uh, they were uh, you know there was a family which came and they picked up the product from the uh, from the shelf and put it in their cart without me pushing them to do that oh wow <laughs> thrill that i got was so so nice that you know uh, i i i decided this is something which i should do be doing <laughs> so uh, after after becoming a welder after you know obviously going through the 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 right of initiation you know but a year later you were you were doing something with active karma ventures right in yeah. fact there's somebody in the audience that probably knows a little bit about this i think uh, anish asking you know what 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 was karma ventures yeah it's actually active karma uh, so uh, this was a business which i started off uh with a very close friend of mine nitin said and uh, dinesh khanna also joined us so we three of us we built this company uh the whole idea was to uh bring uh, fitness at the core of lifestyle uh mm-hmm. so that's why active and that's why uh, karma so uh, we i mean of course you would have heard of cure fit right so cure right. fit we were the same version or let's say cure fit is the version of <laughs> active karma <laughs> today karma fair enough <laughs> uh, yeah so uh, my my uh, co-founder my uh, close friend nitin said who started off with me uh, he also worked for a short while with flipkart i don't know how much of that <laughs> knowledge sharing <laughs> happened during those times but uh, but yeah you so uh, active karma uh, was a passion for all of us uh, uh being from the sports and fitness background uh, we wanted people to get fitter uh, take fitness as a serious thing unfortunately uh, uh you know that was a dot com boom time bust came uh, pretty quickly uh, instead of uh, setting up let's say proper physical shops or or gyms or places where people could experience what we were saying we we actually went online uh online penetration was internet penetration was so low at that time there was no smartphones so we were we just went too early into the whole thing yeah so uh but it was a fantastic time those two years we spent together building a fabulous business i uh i, I so we built a software which was called my diet mate uh to help people control their nutrition and these days you can see so many of these softwares around yeah like you can uh, see like the my fitness pals of the world and stuff so. yeah 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 it, it was a phenomenal time you know i i, I really uh, loved the time when i used to go to various uh, sports coaches and and uh, fitness uh, experts and gym owners and making them our affiliates uh you know i i met kapil dev madan lal you know, oh so. really wow <laughs> <laughs> really good time meeting all those people yeah so what was what was i think i i know you said you were you were too early to market right uh, but was was there anything else that probably you could have you know uh, you think you could have, you know if if it had happened things could have been different uh, i think uh, 
the biggest uh, learning from uh, the active karma time was that uh, was uh, to bring in focus in your business hmm. uh, i think at, at that that point of time we went away uh, with the flow uh, we got uh, valuation of a huge number without even having our website up uh, oh, wow. and that and that made us uh, go a little mad uh, we went around and started doing too many things which we should not have been doing doing we should have just made one thing and stuck to that and made that uh, really awesome yeah uh, so focus with patience is what uh, I, I think it was more uh, us than the environment of course we were too early because uh, uh, the, the internet was not really big at that time but uh, you know we we knew that uh, so the 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 learning was in the hindsight uh, we we are smarter now that uh, we should focus and have patience on your on business model and build that before you go berserk and raise funding and etc cetera, etc cetera. in fact it goes back to the earlier lesson right the devil is in the details right once you get yeah. really good at one thing it becomes yeah. very easy to expand that to so many different things and i and it's it's so amazing you bring that point up because there are so many entrepreneurs today you tell the same thing too and it just seems that it's been 20 25 30 years of entrepreneurship in india and entrepreneurs continue to make the same mistake is that you know you shouldn't be doing too many things focus your yeah. efforts despite having all the money in the world you can't increase the number of hours in a day and and therefore you know if you try to focus on too many different things you know you're eventually going to run out of time more than yeah. than than money so no, and, and like <clears throat> what was and again you you know you, you obviously came to the market at a time when uh people didn't even understand what venture was forget about venture capital and all that stuff so obviously this is a very early venture but my question was you know and at that time maybe india wasn't as forgiving towards failures right i i think it was a very different market uh so what what was the trigger for you to say you know what i i don't think this is working out it's time to it's time to move on um um uh, it i i i'm I, i don't i can't remember a trigger uh, moment i think it was just a slow drawn process um uh, we started off as a fitness company but in order to start making money uh, and start earning some revenue we became a software company uh, okay. we started uh, using the technology that we have built for our, our softwares and everything else we started selling that uh you know few months later going through all these things and we you know we we just realize you know this is not what we wanted to make where are we going uh, it doesn't make yeah, any sense uh, mm. so uh, instead of uh, spending more time on money and all those all of those things we decided that we should uh, you know stop all this and move ahead uh, we had around uh, i think 30 people uh, with us at that time uh, 30 or 40 people uh we took about a couple of months to get most of them placed uh, before oh, nice. we uh, closed the company yeah and and from there you jumped into continental equipment india yeah i came back yeah. I, i came back into the family business uh, uh you know there was there was a lot lot of work happening in the industry uh many new qsrs and restaurant chains were coming uh the uh, you know the hotel industry was getting a little bit bigger and mature 
and i just i thought that this is the time when i should uh, build this as a as a big business uh, and i realized that if i don't do it myself it's not going to happen so i came back into the business and i started working once again uh, with the qsrs uh, so during uh, that time when i uh, set my targets this was 2002 or 3 i set my goals till 2010 how i'm going to build the business and uh so we we just uh, set up new factories we uh, improved the uh, quality uh, we went into exports uh, we got a lot of international approvals in fact we became the only company in asia to an asian company actually to get an international approval from mcdonalds oh, wow. uh, mcdonalds That's has amazing. just three suppliers all over the world and we were one of them uh, so which was a which was a huge thing So, what yeah, did it that, take to get that kind of approval? I mean, getting McDonald's is a huge thing. But what was it? Uh... Uh, well, uh, in, uh, apart from all the hard work, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, obviously, hard hard work and planning. I mean, that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, what was it? Having the vision yeah, to obviously get there. They they have lot of uh, so there are technical as well as social uh, checks that they have. Hmm. uh we went through about 2 years of uh, various inspections uh, third party inspections as well as inspections by the uh, mcdonalds international team they came over here uh, four or five times in those two years uh and they they would interview workers they will interview suppliers uh so so things like uh, uh fire safety and what do you do in accidents and stuff like that so uh, apart from checking all the qualities and processes etc so it's a pretty long drawn process hmm yeah. and you know i mean the question i the next question is going to be a bit little, little bit off topic but you, since you come from a family of entrepreneurs and obviously there's a family office here uh you you came to the family business you go away for two years you come back to the family business and obviously you've grown it from there to what it is today you get mcdonalds and all these guys on board how important like how important was it for you to go move out of the business for a couple of years before you came back did did that lead to any kind of a uh, ability for you to think more clearly and 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 be able to bring in changes because you've had that experience outside yeah i i think uh, you know the active karma experience uh, taught me a lot right so uh, i was um, I, i was very clear that i'm going back because uh, not because it earns me money uh, i could earn money in various 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 other ways as well but just because i could create value uh, hmm. so the uh, and i understood that there is uh, uh, you know value in creating value but also there is much more excitement in creating value so mm. uh, and also uh, i think i was little bit more confident now uh, that i could be my own boss i could take you know a lot of decisions i knew how to judge things much better how to build a team etc etc so uh, when i went back to the business i actually started rebuilding my team separately uh, to mm. cater to uh, all these uh, restaurant chains Uh, and 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 uh, so it was more like a uh, you know an entrepreneurial venture within my own business oh got it got it interesting because i mean i i've always felt that uh, so i i mean i i have a fa- we have a family business too and the fact that i spent 8 years in, as an entrepreneur or even operator entrepreneur outside india 
before coming back here i, I think the the i was able to actually see where we act right because you know when you come directly in there it, it just seems you, you're just in there right? and you come from bookish knowledge and no one's really going to treat you for what the book te- te- teaches you right because what te- what life will teach you or practicals will teach you is very very different but once you yeah. come from an outside experience you've run a business uh you you know there's a different level of respect i think you get obviously from the older generation but also from the peers that you're going to work with but then <clears throat> you 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 were there for 19 years from at continental and i i know continental has done extremely well in the last uh, two decades but uh, but i think the entrepreneurial bug but bit you again and you decided to you decided with uh, to begin with super superstar foods uh maybe you could just tell the audience a little bit about what superstar food does in fact somebody was mentioning it in the comments as well yeah so um in 2013 i actually got bored <laughs> <laughs> uh, because i thought i wasn't creating any more value so i wanted to get out of the business and start doing different things and i actually started investing in startups to understand uh, what's happening in the rest of the world because you know i was pretty much in my well for let's say 12 13 years uh i had to get out of that and i had to get out of my comfort zone so i met a lot of entrepreneurs i i i saw a lot of d- new things happening and um, it, from the perspective of uh, not just investing but also seeing what i could do myself uh at, at that point of time a friend of mine uh, who was uh, his name is sukruti he was uh, into the sweet corn business and he had built this technology of making uh, sweet corn uh in a packaged form uh it's in a ready to eat as well as packaged form uh, and uh, which has a shelf life of 9 months without even adding salt to it so it was uh, a very nice product uh so in a way naturally healthy uh and something which is very versatile i discussed this with my wife and uh, she is being a marketer to understand and she thought that yeah this is something which can be a new category that you could build so i decided to invest in that first and then few months later i actually joined the business uh, thinking that this is something actually i can do and i can contribute to uh, so this was my first foray into uh, food business uh, as i told you that first year or so uh, basically uh, we spent most of our time understanding how the distribution works how the retail works uh basically the grassroots and uh carrying the stuff ourselves talking to the retailers uh doing merchandising etc and it's only after about you know first 14 15 months of doing this uh we started to branch into different uh, uh geographies of the country making new distributors etc etc and then started also rolling into rolling out new products uh so while i was doing that uh, some other friends joined the business and uh, they became my co-founders as well and uh, we we launched a second brand uh, called mist which is a packaged mithai uh, okay. so this was this was a dream child of my co-founders sandeep kohli and shoaib kohli uh, father and son uh, shoaib uh, is who is is running the business right now along uh, you know uh, completely and uh, mist is basically packaged mithai we package uh, we started off by packaging each piece of mithai individually to give it a high shelf life so very good for traveling very good for uh, taking it to various countries this is a picture at ws smith uh, which uh, <laughs> yeah it's it's a nice picture 
<laughs> so <laughs> it's nice a very one. attractive colorful packaging great to gift uh, not messy at all so you can carry it in different places uh so once again uh, the same uh, distribution uh, and, but more online i would say uh, is, is what mist is doing and and then from there so that was your role i i mean you obviously on the ground and 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 doing doing the sales but uh, from there i think you were doing more of a consumer business earlier you were doing a lot more institutional business what yeah. was that significant mindset change that you needed to have because you know institution business can traditionally be little longer longer tail right it takes a long more lot more time to get things moving and then consumer is like very quick right but uh, one 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 obviously generates a lot more revenue and a lot more i would say profits and the other one can take some time so in terms of mindset how did you make that switch from moving from an institutional kind of a sales uh, institutional business like a continental to something being more consumer focused uh, i i must say it was very tough um i had read about uh, consumer behavior and marketing in my mba <laughs> uh and uh, i can assure you none of those things i was able to use really uh but of course there were some lectures which i was just still in my mind uh which were i think useful in a way i hope my colleagues from my friends from i am are not listening and i'll be <laughs> <laughs> i'll be asked about all those lectures <laughs> uh, but it was it was a very tough switch i can i can assure you and that's the reason i, I said that i, I took year year uh, more than a year to actually understand the whole thing uh you know the great thing about institutional business is that you know your customer you know you actually mm. know your customer's family right yeah. so in consumer business uh, at least at that point of time you knew nothing about your customer right i mean uh, uh that's why sitting in the retail shops uh, doing the promotions yourself and talking to the customers was uh, the key to the whole thing um so this is something which i actually learned uh, so i told you that my wife has already always been a marketer and she used to spend a lot of time in the marketing in her initial days and uh, and and i think she still does uh, but so so that is something which i uh, realized that if you want to do a consumer business you got to be aware of what your consumer is looking for uh, so visit the shops spend the time as much as you have in the shops uh, you know that's where the business is actually happening uh, you know so that's uh, so i guess it it took me just time the switch was a, a slow switch it, it it was a gradual one for me uh, but i guess there was no other way but it's a very important point to bring up like sitting there and listening to the customers right you obviously are there selling things uh, face to face uh how how do you ensure and again i'm talking this more more in terms of very very strongly from the food tech space right you can't obviously agree with everything the customer wants right because like like henry ford once said right if if you ask customers for what they wanted they would have asked for a faster horse right and so obviously you have to at some point decide between the noise of the customers giving you and where the company needs to head and i think because you've been through that situation with even active karma and 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 you know trying to deliver what the customer wants may not always deliver what the company needs how do you balance both of that as an entrepreneur so so i think uh, it's a it's a very clear dis- 
like distinction between uh, need and want here what hmm. the customer want is very different from what the customer needs right so or actually can be so the whole thing is that you got to figure out what what's the cust- what is the customer needing right where's the needing. gap okay right hmm. uh, so uh, are they looking for convenience or are they looking for uh, something which is healthy or you know perceived healthy uh something which they want to show off or gift you know so it's a it's a it's more of a need gap which is there is is what what is important to understand uh you know if you just keep on trying to satisfy each customer then i don't think your business will go anywhere uh very key point you can't satisfy yeah. every every customer no, you cannot you, you, you just cannot you know there 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 is a lot of noise out there uh, and you have to be uh, very careful of what to listen to so mm-hmm. otherwise uh, you know there are uh, what i've seen is there you know a lot of customers who actually have a a good point but don't mm-hmm. really say much and people who are actually sometimes uh, let's say trying to take an advantage of a situation they are the one mm-hmm. who is the loudest so you got to discriminate you know some kind of dis- distinct uh, distinction between the two of these and say what's the what is it that you going to listen to i said i mean i i i think the 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 uh, clarity right there i mean what the customer needs may not be always what they want and the customer may be talking about what they want but you have to figure out what do they really need uh, Absolutely. and and i mean i i've heard that for the first time honestly but and, but it's a very key point for any entrepreneur listening in that trying to win a popularity contest is not going to get you anywhere right and i no, think no. I, i feel a lot of founders and since you're an angel you, you must be seeing this is that lot lot of time founders are too focused on trying to winning to try to win the entire market but not realizing that the money that they're going to make is probably going to come from the cream of the, or the top 10% of that market right if we just cater to them the others will as it is follow but the profits will always get driven by the top 10% and not by the masses i mean look Absolutely. at apple right it controls less than I Great think volume wise less yeah less than 5% of the world market but it's a trillion dollar company and Samsung is still playing catch up right <laughs> so yeah. uh, no and, and so <clears throat> then 2015 superstar food happens now we'll, now I think we can get into hoi foods right and I think many questions have come already about about hoi so so you had superstar foods you're obviously very deeply involved there and then you you sort of hoi foods original model right was was a little bit about b2b is a b2b to c kind of a model uh, i remember when you pitched it to me but what wh- why move back or why were you moving forward i don't know which way you would you you would take it i mean <laughs> uh, no so hoi was also uh, the intention was never to build a b2b business right so that okay. was just the first step towards it it was always going to be a consumer business i i i have i had no intention of going back to institutional business at all <laughs> um but uh, you know hoy uh, actually brought in uh, everything inside me into the business right so hmm. uh, it's almost like connecting the dots for me right so uh, building continental uh, when i started off i was working with qsrs i was building the cold chain uh, i was building the regeneration processes i was building the technology uh, which could carry pre cooked frozen food which could be regenerated in in kitchens or outlets uh, i could use the whole knowledge in hoy right so uh, 
all the relationships that I built, the network that I built uh, during all that time uh, was something which I could use in Hawaii. Uh, so it, it was it was a, a great thrill that something which you have actually learned and delivered on before, you could use it to build a new business uh, and create completely uh, a new solution in the market which does not exist. It, it, it was a, a big thrill for me. I, so when my co-founder Indrajit Roy, uh, he uh, came in, actually he came in more for investment. Uh, when he came up with this idea, then uh, he uh, also wanted me to join the business full time because uh, because I was absolutely clear on how, how we're going to build this whole thing up. And it was uh, a very exciting time. I, I Of course, since I was deeply involved in Supa, it took some time to join Hoi. Uh, but since I've joined, I think uh, almost every day, uh, you know, we have great laughter building the whole thing. Uh, and as, as again, you know, what I told you was that I continue to use uh, all my inspiration, all the knowledge which I earned from working uh, with all these QSR during my continental days, and that continues to excite me. I, I think it'd be also important, Pavan, to probably understand what was Hoi Foods, like what was the original idea? We we'll obviously get into the pivots and all, but what was the original idea that 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 you were trying to build Hoi Foods on? So Hoi was actually uh, solving started off. Uh, by solving the problem of guests uh, staying in budget hotels uh, and giving them a great food experience. Uh, for that, we had to build the back end first because these budget hotels don't have good kitchens where cooks can be there or chefs can be there. They can't afford them also. These are 15, 20 room hotels. So what was important was that the food had to be built in central facilities and sent to these outlets where it could be regenerated. Uh, you know, a technical name for reheated. Uh, of course, with that, you put some ingredients, some toppings and uh, stuff like that on top of it before you serve to the customer. So the customer staying in the hotel would order from Hoi, uh, having a menu of Hoi at the hotel reception. And then, you know, our, our team would basically make the food and serve uh, in the room. Uh, the great POC was that... Uh, the you know ratings reviews of these hotels started going up uh oyo uh, came up to us and they said that we, they wanted us to take over uh, 30 or 40 of their uh, hotels in ncr which we did uh, so basically everything was working right so the uh, people had issues that you know frozen will not work people will not like mm -hmm. the taste but actually people started liking it and 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 this is uh, this is how it started uh, but then we also knew that uh, the same kitchens uh, could also be used for food delivery so then we launched our consumer brand Hoi foods as a consumer brand uh, in the cloud kitchen format and of course that was swiggy zomato and then uber eats as well uh, and we were selling uh, through through all of those things so in in february in a way it was also the original cloud kitchen right because every every hotel now was a cloud kitchen for you yes 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 so uh, in uh, in February 2020, you know, just before the month of COVID, March, uh, we were running about 120 kitchens uh, wow. in uh, NCR and Bangalore, out of which about 55 were 
uh, also operating as cloud kitchens. Uh, so uh, everything at the peak, uh, how many orders a day were you doing? Uh, we were doing about uh, eight to ten thousand. Wow, ten thousand orders a day. Yeah, and I'm, I'm and like, because these are in budget orders, I'm assuming the price point was more towards the budget. Uh, you know, the middle of the market kind of stuff. Price points in the hotels was higher than the cloud kitchen prices. Uh, the guests staying in the hotels do not mind spending 250 or 300 rupees or even 400 rupees for their meal if the meal is nice and hot. Uh, while uh, a cloud kitchen, uh, at, at least the kind of customers we were serving from, from, from the cloud kitchen perspective, the AOV was uh, 160 to 175 rupees. Wow. Obviously, and, you have to run offers. <laughs> you know how that works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, so, definitely. But it's a very, I mean, 10,000 orders a day. That, that, and, and I mean, if it, even if you're talking at an average price of 200, if I'm just taking, you know, both and, and taking a, an average price point there, that's, a, that, that's a, some solid revenue, right? And I think yeah, you yeah, raised yeah. around around that time as well. Yes, we did. Uh, we had just about raised around the, uh, when the COVID lockdown started happening, uh, you know, they were, remember there was a Yes Bank fiasco and the bank was closed and everything. Our money was in the bank. <laughs> oh, are you serious? Oh my God. Yes Bank of all banks. <laughs> some, some nine oh, or ten troopers had just come in and <laughs> in the bank. Oh Lord. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it was... What was that moment like? Like, you know, I, I think you withdraw like 50,000 a day or something like that, right? At that time? I don't know. I, I think it was a very strange number, but you know, 50,000 a day. I don't think 50,000 a day. I think it was 50,000 a month or something like that. Oh, it was wow. A, that... It, was, it was a crazy number. Uh, so we, were, <laughs> we had a good fun, actually, really, really good fun. <laughs> That's amazing. <clears throat> but but most of your investors were, were uh, like uh, any uh, were family offices and individuals. At the time. Yeah, so uh, we actually raised money from uh, uh, one institution, which is OneCloud. Uh, okay. OneCloud is a fund as well as a platform. Bangalore. So, uh, Bangalore and Bombay. Uh, okay. So we worked with the Bombay chapter, the Bombay team. Uh, so we, we raised uh, from their platform as well as from their fund. Uh, rest of them was HNI's AngelList uh, also participated. We had Sequoia, Scout come into the uh, cap table as well as, as sprout as that is sprout and today i mean hoy pure is, is doing fantastically well i was you know uh, look through the website i've heard great things about it uh and, and obviously you know there's many more things coming ahead but as the economy reopens does hoy foods now make a comeback do you what what do you or do you go down this path of hoy pure and say you know what this is what we're going to do and this is a niche that i figured out you know, this is a such an exciting place. Um, uh, you know, I mean, we all of us have heard about D2C and D2C is becoming the new buzzword. And uh, I believe that this is the decade of D2C in India. Uh, there will be a lot of new brands which will come in. Traditionally, when you go to the CPG or any other FMCG brand, companies had to build distribution muscle. Companies had to yep. go out there, talk to retailers, build distribution. It took decades for companies to become big in order to command respect from the distribution ecosystem. Uh, but internet e-commerce uh, has given this capability 
for brands to build everything online and not only that the customer is actually demanding different treatment different products different services different ways of handling their needs so uh, the whole essence of creating your own website and online presence becomes even more relevant yep. so hoy pure is d2c and we think that we have solved this for food which probably only one or two other brands let's say licious has has done hmm. uh, this is a fantastic space uh, and i think we are actually creating a huge value for ourselves and for the ecosystem in what we are doing so this is going to be our focus uh, we are going to be launching a lot of products uh, uh, this also gives me a huge opportunity to try out different products i am the chief trier <laughs> in the company <laughs> on a daily you basis i try different products uh, i have to really work much more on my fitness now but it's uh, it's really exciting yeah so i'm enjoying this so pavan if if somebody like where all does uh, hoy pure currently deliver and and because uh, you know it is cold chain right at the end of the day some so as far as the backend is concerned we already are uh, present in ncr and bangalore and even in chandigarh uh, we had started going into hyderabad so we have figured out how to build this infrastructure and and as i told you that from my previous experience i know a lot of these uh, you know people who can provide us infrastructure we don't in, invest in infrastructure it is already not available yeah. whole chain is already there so that's not a problem the all, all thing only thing that you have to do is work on the product and acquire customers so acquiring customers requires time and money uh, so we are currently totally focused on ncr uh, and after we are uh, able to get enough funding we will be going into other cities bangalore we already started a pilot uh, and uh, we believe that in the next 3 uh, to 4 years we can be in 15 cities running maybe 300 different dark outlets and serving maybe 3 lakh to 4 lakh customers and the model remains the people come to hypure.com they order what they want and then it's delivered cold to their doorstep and then they frozen. get heated yeah. frozen uh, sorry and yeah. and then you can, obviously the heat it, it i think i believe it's half cooked and you finish cooking it and then you can serve it right away it's yeah. wonderful yeah. you know it'd be it'd be great for for some of the people to try it out especially you're saying obviously in the in the chandigarh delhi and and you said hyderabad uh, and bangalore and bangalore and bangalore at this point not great. in hyderabad acha uh, hyderabad not yet okay so guys those are the three areas go to hoypure hoypure.com is that is that it and yeah uh, if, we, if if people do want to pitch to you uh, to to uh, in i guess in both ways in case of in case they would like for you to be an investor or the other way to to also explore possibilities of working alongside hoy uh, uh, hoypure what's the best way to reach out to you well uh, i am actually uh, omnipresent on all social media uh, i get more phone calls than emails uh, from people i don't know how they get my number but it's obviously everywhere uh, but my email id is pavan@hoyfoods.com so i'm very very accessible so yeah. that's pavan p a w a n at the rate h o i foods.com uh, pavan before we move to rapid fire i have, I have one last question what why did the name hoy come from what did the name hoy come from what does it mean <laughs> okay so this is this is from roy i have nothing to do with this 
he wanted a three letter word because oyo and ola are doing very well <laughs> still doing well i guess i remember uh, the story and, uh, i wanted the audience to know <laughs> so hoy hoy actually means hello in dutch uh and uh, it sounds like i mean it it's sounds like hi and hoy uh, but we also found out later that in vietnamese it, it means celebration so which is uh, which is what we are building right so perfect yeah but the genesis of that was three letters <laughs> wonderful wonderful thank you so much pawan i I, th- i think we've got i'll take one audience questions because there's a lot of stuff that has come in but i'll take one uh, i think there was one from bhakti joglekar and i think uh, Uh, what is your advice uh, to entrepreneurs in today's world based on your experience any predictions on the direction of the food and beverage industry uh based on the uh, if if the question specifically is about uh, where the food and beverage industry is going uh, i think it is going in multi directions uh, today it is very tough to say that you know people are going for a certain cuisine or not uh there is a huge trend around health and nutrition which i think everybody is talking about uh i believe uh that uh, what will continue to win is taste so mm. uh instead of uh, focusing on let's say being only a vegan or a or a healthy or nutritional food and beverage product i think the focus uh, should be on creating a larger value for the customer so that you can uh, come closer to the customer in different ways uh, so uh, there is all kinds of uh, population in the country people are having different kind of demands they're moving away from homes they're staying at home uh, people are staying with families or not i think there are loads of different needs uh, once again figure out what the new need is which you can Uh, fulfill and do that definitely the trend is around healthy today everything do around health so yeah if if you're good at it if you have passion for that go for that fantastic that's great advice and bhakti i hopefully uh, you know that that will help you as you build out your venture uh, unfortunately won't be able to take any more questions as well as a bunch of people just messaging right now but uh, because i have to move to rapid fire we're already over time at this point so I'm going to go ahead Pavan thank you so much for sharing I think um this one hour we've learned so much so many journeys <laughs> and uh, you know and really wishing you the best uh for thank Hoy you. uh but before we before we let you go there, there is a rapid fire uh, and uh, I do have a 20% coupon so I can send you at the end, end, end of this a a, uh, a <laughs> coffee basket full of Hoy pure uh but my, so the the rules are very simple <laughs> the rules are very simple uh, i'm going to ask you a series of questions whatever first comes to mind uh j- just go ahead and answer and uh, you know we'll we'll go from there i've got about 10 12 questions over here uh, are you ready can we go wow yes go for it okay the first question elon musk jeff bezos bill gates and donald trump are coming for dinner what's the plan <laughs> I'll make really spicy food. <laughs> who who do you I think, think would not spice up the evening? <laughs> spice up the evening really well. <laughs> I, I think Donald Trump is the only one that would have trouble eating it all. I can promise you that. I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm absolutely fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. 
the question number 2 peter thiel one thing that you know to be true but very few people agree with you on this uh i think sleep is overrated <laughs> <laughs> good one i i wish i could explain that to my mother right the sleep is overrated <laughs> when do you get your best work done morning or night uh actually i'm i'm not at all a night person so uh this is almost like my uh, dozing off time uh, so but throughout the day i'm absolutely fine so it's not a problem night doesn't work for me at all who is your favorite superhero <laughs> uh batman i think batman why, why batman i think batman is uh, very intense uh, i'm actually uh, very impressed with this batman uh, trilogy which was made by uh, christian uh, christian uh, nolan. nolan nolan and uh, christian bale was the batman right Mm-hmm. so very intense uh, very uh, he was very vulnerable as well as very strong uh, very human i think you know so i i like that whole part about uh, thing and and also i really like joker so <laughs> oh that was a great that was a great role that that yeah, definitely yeah, was so dark knight was was just an awesome movie so i just i, I think batman uh, is is probably yeah Wolverine might have... just coming as well somewhere Wolverine <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess you know Ben Affleck as 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 Batman has probably not been anyone's favorite No 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 I'm not talking about Batman versus Superman it's uh, yeah, yeah yeah it's uh, the Batman trilogy which Christian Bale no, I, I know I know you're talking about them I'm just saying that I I mean Ben Affleck I don't think uh, I don't think cut it as ba- as batman i like no, i love him as an actor no, but but i don't know somehow he, somehow he did, did not uh, come out um who is your uh, sorry do you have any favorite failure that you favorite a favorite failure, failure? yeah uh favorite failure actually uh when i was in iit we went for an inter iit uh i was the captain of the swimming team uh, swimming okay. and water polo team and we lost um i think in the finals we lost in the finals of water polo match to iit bombay uh wow. and it was uh, it was not a good good scene after that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that 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 was probably my first big uh, taste of failure because i was a leader of leader right so uh yeah that was i don't know worst or good but yeah that was my first big one uh if you could pick the brain of one person any one person for 24 hours ask them anything you want who would it be i'll have to choose some somebody from the sports uh probably dhoni uh, uh you know this uh, he he has actually intrigued me all the time because i mean he's known as captain cool all, all of time he, he's got this a quote which he came out with once which is that you know winning is important losing is not that important i think hmm. that one statement says a lot uh that uh, you should be able to accept failures uh, hmm. you know if you want to win something uh, you will fail right so if you want to do something new you will fail so don't get bogged down with that uh focus on the winning if you lose doesn't matter move on so i, I love that so i would like to learn much much more about 
that whole thing from him. Yeah, and 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 why he didn't dive in in the semi final, right? I mean, one inch. <laughs> That's a. <laughs> there are um, many other questions. Yeah, I know, but that, please, if you do meet him, that's a question to ask. Don't need one dive. That's all we need. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna. I've got a few more questions. Uh, one piece of advice to founders about fundraising. Um. Pop, 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 pop. It can take long. Don't give up. I guess uh, there are there are lots of stories about people found found a term sheet within within a week, but you know those are. uh fancy stories those are not realities uh you know <laughs> it takes time it takes time uh it's not just about finding uh, money it's also about finding the right investor for you so uh don't give up uh, just go on uh, you will find one uh, i can help you find one if you if you <laughs> need my help i'm always happy to help <laughs> pavan@hoyfoods.com uh yes I, I'm going to ask you two more questions. I, I think, uh, or rather three. I've got three more, and that's and 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 I and uh, we'll we'll let you. I know I know it's 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 uh, you're you're you are a morning person. So one thing you would like to change about the Indian startup ecosystem? Um, one thing. So I think uh, uh, we've spoken about this already. I think a few times about about the failures. Uh, about uh, you know, I I think uh, well actually a lot of stuff, lot of good stuff has already happened in the last couple of decades, right? Last decade has been phenomenal in terms of amount of capital being available, uh, etc. But I think uh, uh, people, if the entre entrepreneur should be given some kind of a free hand to innovate and allowed to fail, um, you know, I think. there is something still lacking there and hence mm. uh, we get a lot of copycat ideas in india rather than uh, you know something completely out of this world a uh, lot of times i have met uh, investors who basically say oh but nobody has done this in us before so i mean you know that doesn't <laughs> really <laughs> so so what i'm surprised <laughs> yeah it happens right? so sadly so that i think that should change that should be changed No, I agree. I, I I think that time of that this hasn't happened in the U.S. I think I think that that's definitely gone because I think now the world is saying that this has happened in India, right? So yeah, and and uh, you know, I'm still surprised as people like that. But but great point to bring up that that uh, go out there innovate and don't be afraid to fail, right? Yeah. Uh, you'll figure something out. Uh, yeah. One piece of advice you would give to your 18 year old self, if there, if there was a way for you to bend and see yourself. At 18, ah, uh, <laughs> go out and play. <laughs> go out and play. <laughs> Coming from an IIT, I I am glad. <laughs> That's a good one. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. I would probably learn a musical instrument. What? <laughs> okay, because because of the family, I would imagine, right? Yeah. Wife, and, <laughs> wife and kids. Um, uh, the best. Uh, rather you know what i'm going to let's see i'm going to take one last question right so i'll take uh, three books you would recommend to founders i'll take the easy one okay so wow so i actually uh, books um you know from the perspective of uh, business i think one of the best book i've 
one of the best books I've read is uh, The Goal by Dr. Goldratt. It's a fabulous, fabulous operations book. Uh, and I think I would also recommend Pour Your Heart Into It by Howard Schultz. Okay. Um, I read a lot about history and science and philosophy and stuff. So, uh, you know, books like uh, Inner Game of Tennis is just awesome. Uh, that's another one. Uh, so at a time I'm reading few books. I read very slowly, uh, but I, I, I read many books at a time. So uh, I must also recommend this book, which has been written by my close friend and my earlier co-founder, Active Karma, Nitin Said. He just launched it. It's called uh, Winning in the uh, Digital Age. It's a fabulous, fabulous book, which is uh, written about how do you, it's not just about entrepreneurs. It's about anybody uh, today. And how do they take care of uh, their business and their work? And how do you how do they cope in this new digital era, which is very very uncertain? It's yeah. it's a fabulous book, yeah. So go, you said go, goals was the first one, right? Goal. Uh, uh, pour your heart into it. Pour, pour your heart uh, into it. Inner game, inner game of tennis and winning in the digital age. I, I gave four. Go. Sorry. There we go. That no, it's it's it, it's perfect. Uh, the inner game of tennis. Okay, great. Well, I, I, you know, since you gave me gave me four, I'll give you one last question. What is one oh, thing you never we never leave the house without? <laughs> one thing you never leave the house without. My phone. <laughs> Your phone. <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> everywhere, everywhere I go, my phone goes with me. <laughs> Cycling, running, office, <laughs> driving. <laughs> <laughs> really fantastic. Well, it has been a pleasure, Pavan, speaking to you. I, I know we've we've been in connect on and off over the past few years. I've been busy building this fund, and you've been busy building Hoy. But it truly is a, a honor to have you in the network. And next time I'm in Delhi, would definitely want to get together and have another beer, and and uh, learn a little Absolutely. bit more about the uh, the the stuff you've done. Thank you so much. Any any final words for the for the for the people listening in? No, I think it's time for all of us to go to bed, or at least for me to go to bed now. <laughs> for so you to go to bed, yeah. A good night, and uh, as I said, I'm I'm pretty accessible. If you need any kind of help uh, in business, uh, just send me a mail. And of course, go on to hoypure.com and order. <laughs> there we go. And you've got a twenty percent off coupon. I'm going to put it on your screen once again. Uh, once you once you go at the checkout screen, put in the code "Show me the money" and we'll get twenty percent off your order. And uh, and you can thank Pavan for that. Thank you so much, Pavan. Have a great night. Thank you, everybody, and we'll we'll see you again next week with episode uh, thirty-four. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye bye.